Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. Whether you need a portfolio to showcase your work, a store to sell your products and services, or a blog to share your ideas, Squarespace gives you everything you need to make your next move to reality. Squarespace, I really like it. You go in the back end, poke around. It, it, it's not one of these complicated things where you have to code a ton. You go in, you mess around with it. it it's, it's very intuitive. I've used it personally, and I think it's genuinely very great for anybody out there looking to build a web presence. Start your free trial today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code CG to get 10% off your first purchase. That's like me, Chris Gethard, CG at squarespace.com. A lot of you guys out there, you've been very nice. You watched uh, Career Suicide, my special, and had kind words to say that means a lot. But you can imagine me, I'm backstage, right? I'm sitting there, the the eyes of the world are upon me, the cameras are here, my family's in the audience, Judd Apatow is there watching. I don't want to let him down, he's showing confidence in me. But weirdly, I don't feel nervous. Why don't I feel nervous? Right. Oh, that's right, because I'm wearing Mack Weldon, so I feel fucking invincible. That's right. I'm wearing the greatest underwear in the world. Oh, underwear that my wife came on this podcast and once said it was a flattering cut. I've never felt better about myself than when she said flattering cut. You want that flattering cut? Get the Mack Weldon's. You want to look at a flattering cut? Get your partner, Mack Weldon's. Go to MacWeldon.com. Get 20% off your purchase using the promo code BEAUTIFUL. Hello, all you motocross face smashers. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you, and you'll get to know me. Hey, everybody. It's Chris. It's your buddy, Chris Gethard. Welcome back to Beautiful Anonymous, another episode very excited to link up with you guys, as always, to the magic of the internet, to the magic world of podcasting. I want to just remind everybody, we are taking the show on the road, live podcasts. We're doing this for the first time. We've done one in New York City. Now I'm hitting the road, and I want to meet all of you. If you're out there listening to this thing, I'm meet all of you. And I've seen, you know what, I've seen a lot of people posting online going, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't want to come by myself. Remember, a lot of you guys, this show is your secret thing you do every Tuesday. I've picked up on this. A lot of people listen on your own. Here's where we all get to meet each other. Come out on your own. Buy an individual ticket. You're going to be there amongst all these other people who are also in on this secret thing we all have together. So Vancouver, May 30th. Seattle, May 31st. Portland, June 1st. San Francisco as part of Colossal Clusterfest. Chicago on June 6th. Early show podcast taping late night stand-up in Chicago. Ferndale, Michigan, June 7th. We're going to hit that Detroit market. I'll see you there. Detroit, Toronto, June 8th. Philly, June 9th. Arlington, Virginia, June 10th, two shows. Baltimore, Maryland, June 11th, two shows. Asbury Park, New Jersey, June 13th, two shows. All those two show dates, the the early ones podcast, late night stand-up, get the combo tickets a little cheaper. Come hang out with me for the whole night. Go to chrisgeth.com, all the info on tickets, and I'll stop shilling. But I do, I'm just so excited to meet all you guys out there. Uh, So genuinely, last week's episode... We had our first ever random return call. Somebody got through on the line again. It was, of course, four kids, zero sex. So many people have asked about since the day we posted that episode. People have been asking, saying, have you ever hear from that guy again? I hope he's doing good. And, and people responded big. Not everybody loved it. Some people are vehemently against the idea of return calls at all. The militant, um, beautiful and honest fans who want no variation in the format. I do. There was a lot of positives. This one in the Facebook group where there's now close to 11,000 people. We're all getting down there. It's really fun. I participate actively. Rachel said, ah, this episode made me cry. Mostly because everything makes me cry while I am pregnant. However, also made me happy to hear he and his wife have intimacy back. Maybe it's not much sex as he'd like, but at least he can feel close to his friend, wife, mother of his kids. And dare I say the most important person in his life again. It's a fellow married person. It's nice to hear others getting out of communication ruts. Gives me hope. We can do the same if it ever happens to us. That's how I felt about it too. When I listened back, heard so many of the pearls of wisdom that our uh, caller, who shall forever be known as 4Kids0Sex, 
dropped upon us. Also, someone in there who said, someone in the Facebook group said, they feel like I say the word Sorry Sally specifically as a marketing tool to try to push these Sorry Sally t-shirts we came up with. And I just got to say, show a little faith in your boy. Show a little faith in your guy gathered. Here's what happens. My dad listens to every episode. And if they're not dirty, he tells my mom. And then she listens to all the ones that aren't dirty. And they both get a kick out of it that I get to. And it makes me happy that my mom smiles when she hears it. But that being said, go to Earwolf.com. Click the shop link. We got the- <laughs> Now, in the meantime, we got this call. Interesting one today. This is one we've sat on for a while. We taped this one like months ago, right? Five, six months ago at least. Um, probably the longest we've ever sat on a call. I really like the idea of putting out one of the old ones. It has the very chit-chatty vibe that a lot of us loved from the very early calls. There's nobody with an agenda. We hear a lot about life in a particular area of the States, but it's just chit-chat, like the old days. And it's funny. It's one of these ones, too. Jared and I were chatting about it, and I was saying, oh, wait, that's the one where this happened. And this happened. And we were like laughing, thinking of these stories. And then I think back to the conversation. We weren't actually laughing in it. We're just talking about it. So it's one of those old school ones that I wanted to kind of bring back, see how that style plays today. I like it a lot. Thank you to our caller. And I won't say too much more about it. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hi, is this Chris? It is. Oh, my God. I did not think I would get through at all today. It just randomly, I've, I've got your um, tweets to where I get notifications if you tweet and then popped up and this is cool. You nailed it. I'm going to give you fair warning. I have a cold, so I might be a little low energy and Ooh. or and or grumpy compared to usual. <laughs> That's okay. I just got over having a sore throat. So I sound kind of not normal. So you've been there. You've been there. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So what's up? <laughs> um. Well, right now I'm trying to clean out my closet, but not too much more going on. I'm just kind of taking it easy today, but I can't believe it's 2017 already. Yeah. Weird. 2017. Yeah, how's your day going? Well, mostly it involved um, waking up in the middle of the night and realizing, man, I'm really sick. And then um, go, <sighs> I went to a doctor, and now I'm here. And I'll tell you the really scary part. And boo-hoo, poor me. I got my, I got a show. I've been doing this show off Broadway. I'm doing it tonight. But it's it's a close to 90 minutes long, and it's just me. I don't know how I'm going to do it. So I'm, f- I'm very worried yeah. I'm going to let everybody down. But that's usually how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I guess I kind of feel that way sometimes, too. Uh-huh. Being sick doesn't help. <clears throat> yeah, it's messing with me. Yeah, you've you been taking that emergency packet? I've been doing the airborne myself. And I've been taking Zycam. Yeah. I've been doing the Zycam, some echinacea. I got a B12. I went to a doctor. I got a B12 shot. We'll see if that helps. Gives me a little... Does this actually help? I've not. I've had friends like I've gotten them, but I've never done it. I don't know. I'm just trying to get through this show tonight. You know, as long as I can get through this show, I'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Well, I guess. Um, what should we talk about then? You tell me. Um. What is in your closet? What is what's going on? <laughs> Sorry. Oh no, I just dropped something. What? Well, what did you drop? Oh, it was a hair clip. It sounded like a heavy piece of metal. Oh, no, I hit a cup, and I don't know, I guess the glass maybe sounded like metal. Wow, okay, okay. Well, um, let's see. I mean, I've got, I don't know, I've got a lot I could talk about. Um, Lately, I've been, I made, I went to do, make an appointment with a psychiatrist, and I still procrastinated through all the paperwork, but um, I just feel like I need to do it. But uh, how I even heard about you this is pretty funny. But, I mean, I've been dealing with depression lately. And my parents definitely are people that don't believe in, like, taking medicine for that or even, you know, that it's just all in your head or whatever. But I was driving, and I heard you on the radio talking. You were talking about depression, 
And this was like in a small town on the radio. And I just heard it after I'd been thinking about being depressed and seeing a therapist and everything. And um, you talked about how it really helped you. Um, I don't remember the radio station, but you were just talking about how for years um, you didn't go, I guess, and see a therapist or do any of that. And how when you did and, you know, started taking medication, how you could tell a difference. So I guess that kind of like made me think I should take a step in that and do something, you know, different than what my parents maybe taught me was the right way. That feels good. feels good to know that I uh, maybe helped you nudge yourself towards some help. That's good. And as any as anybody who um, who grew up liking punk rock as much as I did, if it, if I can do anything to make people um, rebel against their parents, then I'm pretty into that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So your, your folks ain't into it, huh? Your folks aren't. Your folks don't get down with that. No. And yeah. they are fucked up. Like I'm like at that age now. I'm 26. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I try, I'm the oldest of my siblings and I try to just think everybody in life just is trying to be happy. But my parents, I just question sometimes why not do something different if you're that miserable. What do you mean? I don't, my mom, I guess she has a really good heart. Like I think she means well, but over years of people betraying her and, and, it's just, I think it's just worn on her and she kind of has gotten a little bit cold hearted and like bitter and she just won't. I mean, I've mentioned seeing a therapist or anything and she's just not about it. She's had a lot of people betraying her. Yeah. I guess I can, that's a crazy, crazy situation. There's been several times, but I think the thing that's probably affected her the most is her best friend. Um, maybe I shouldn't say a name. But her best friend of, like, huh? We're going to go ahead and beep it. I already see Jared marking down the time codes in the other room. (laughs) Okay, good. So, um, yeah, her best friend of 20, it was probably 25 years, 26. Um, I mean, I called her my aunt growing up. You know, it's basically family. But she had a daughter that's my age and we grew up together you know I called her we told each other we were sisters or or, you know if somebody asked and sorry my dog came in here and totally distracted me um that's okay that happens (laughs) and so yeah we grew up and then we we, me and her kind of grew apart once we got into the teen years and we weren't you know best friends but we always considered each other family and we started going to a church together, all of us. And I started talking to the pastor's son and my mom was all excited. And, you know, she was about that. And, and so we started dating. Well, it, it all happened so fast. And looking back, I was way too young to even be serious. And at 18 years old, we got married. Um, Whoa. The other girl, yeah, my my mom's best friend and her daughter, she she ended up actually getting married um, two weeks after me. So, you know, I, it kind of, it got a little weird because the weddings were so close and it was just like, more so on their side, it was like about comparing and who's going to have a better wedding where I, I don't. I don't think that way at all. Like I don't ever, whenever I consider somebody a friend or family or whatever, I never like go into that negativity of thinking about anything like that. And so it got really weird. And then like, we kind of didn't talk for a while. My mom didn't want him to come to the wedding and it was a big deal because we all went to church together and it was, you know, I was marrying the pastor's son and it, it just got, it got bad. And they kind of broke off their friendship a little bit, but there were times where they tried to kind of mend it. And it was just, I guess it just felt weird, but they still, they still were okay. They just weren't as close, I guess. But, um, I ended up getting a divorce. We got divorced like a year later. That was a big deal. Like he turned 21 before me went wild and wanted to party, which every 21 year old, I think should like everybody should, have those years 
and especially growing up in a home that maybe, you know, you felt like you had to be a perfect child or not party and do all that stuff. But so I try not to hold a grudge on the whole situation. Well, he, we get a divorce and I moved out of that small town just to get away from all of it and kind of grow as a person and not be just in that small town mindset, I guess. And I find out a year later after our divorce that she, um, my mom's friend's daughter is dating him. And yeah. And in the, they call that drama for real. Like it's so weird. I'll just, I'll get into it a little bit more like with, with the church, you know, I was, I was really at that time trying to live, you know, a good Christian life and not, you know, I gave up a lot of music that I love that, you know, wasn't considered Christian. Like I really like gave my all in that time in trying to be that kind of person. So I, you know, I was close with a lot of the people at the church. Like I knew, you know, I knew everybody. And so I find out that they're dating a year later, which I haven't, you know, gone to that church ever since that or never will. And it's, really made me think differently about religion, I guess. But back to her and the whole divorce, she was there with me and, you know, we caught him out with girls and, you know, lying. And she, she even dressed up one time as a boy and went into the bowling alley to see like what chicks he was in there with. Like I have pictures of her. Yes, like stalking, girl stalking, 18-year-old girl stalking at the most. So she dressed up as a boy and like went on a caper? Yes, she went in there and then came back out and told me who he was with or whatever, you know? And she convincingly, she convincingly, she was convincingly a boy. Yes, she looked like a dude. And she she had a hat on. She had a hat on and boy clothes, like that kind of thing. She goes in and finds your husband at the time hanging around with some other girls. Yeah, and his friend, yeah, one of his friends, so. Wow. That's the kind of stuff she was doing with me, yeah, like, you know, just being like, you need to leave him, like, you know, she told me at one point he was having sex with this chick, and it was at some of the parties that she went to, which I kind of thought was weird at first. I was like, well, why are you hanging out with him at parties? But I was like, you know, whatever, like, they just have mutual friends. Like, I'm just that kind of person that just would assume nothing is coming from it. So yeah, when I find out that she's dating him, I like message her and I'm like, what are you fucking crazy? Like what kind of person are you? Like you're sick. And like, I would never have looked at your husband like that. And like, just kind of went off and you know, that he's sitting there with her reading it. So she plays dumb and she's like, what are you talking about? He never did anything to you. Blah, blah, blah. Like she totally just, like, and that's the first time I've ever, like, realized that people are fucking crazy. Like, there really are people that don't give a shit that you know that they're lying and that they're making you out like something else. Like, it's just, it was just shocking. So then my mom, you know, I tell her and then she's like, totally feels even more like, wow, like what a waste of, you know, all those years that she was a good friend to the girl's mom and it's like how could somebody do that to you and your daughter it was just it was just a weird weird thing and then that just kind of made me fall into not really like doubting god or cuz i don't even know right now like i'm i'm still i'm very open minded i know that there's a you know i feel like there's a creator and and a, you know a god figure i just totally went into for a long time thinking negatively about Christians and churches and how, you know, it's all just a scheme. Like these, these people looking back on them, like they would talk about people, you know, in the church and I don't know. And, and then drive their escalades around and just for a long time, I didn't like church anymore. And I still don't really go, but I'm not, I don't go, I'm not against it or against Christians, but it just totally made my life flip upside down, questioning everything. Wow. And then it's fucked my mom up. 
What was it like getting married at 18? Even if you just called me and said you got married at 18, I'd have a ton of questions. And that's before all the <laughs> the unfolding drama. That That's pretty rare these days, right? Getting married at 18? Yeah. Um, I, I think so. I think in smaller, I think it is now, definitely. But in smaller towns, it's, it's definitely more common. Well, but. look, I live in New York City, all right? The, the, be, the beating heart, <laughs> we never sleep around here. We all, People here don't get married until they're like, you know, 48, 40. 49. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could, yeah, totally. So when you, now that I've you're... I've seen that in big cities. Now that you're 26, do you look back, like, what do you look back on the experience of getting married at 18? Like, are you like, do you, is it just, well, that's the thing that happened, I thought it was going to work out, it didn't? Or are you like, I was just a child, what was I doing? Yeah, kind of both. Uh, when I mean, when I look back, like I know my genuine feeling when I was going to get married of, you know, loving that person and thinking, oh, this is forever. But also, like, I think at 18, like, you shouldn't make that kind of decision, like something that's supposed to be, you know, your whole life or for the rest of your life after that moment. I don't think at 18, you should make that kind of decision. And <laughs> yeah, I just wonder what the fuck were my parents thinking? Like why? Like they were so, I think it was, I almost feel like it was irresponsible and cause nobody ever made me second guess it or like question it besides my best friend. Oh shit. I'm not gonna say her name besides my best friend. She's the only one that was like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Like that was the only only time anybody asked me, yeah, are you sure? Like, I don't, yeah, I really, I, yeah, I just think it was not great for my parents to let me do that. <laughs> and then what happened? You get married at 18. Do you move in with this guy, with the pastor's son? Do you like, uh, you guys go get your own place? Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that was the first time I'd ever lived on my own. So I think for both of us too, he lived, you know, with his parents at the time and always had. So we both moved out and or actually, you know, I moved into his parents' house for, I think it was six months or something. And we lived mm -hmm. there and then we moved into an apartment together. So neither of you guys went away to school or anything like that. You didn't do the whole college thing. No. And do you know what? There's so many things that I want to bring up to my parents that it's, literally impossible because nothing is ever like their fault. It's always like something else, but it, it really bothers me because I've thought about this and I, I did bring it up to my mom and I, you know, I said, you know, I wish I would have just gone to college after high school instead of getting married. And they, you know, they paid, my parents paid for most of all the wedding, which was pretty expensive. And I was told, you know, whenever I kind of mentioned that and asked about if I, you know, go to school, if I could, you know, helping me or whatever. And it was kind of, well, you decided to have a wedding instead of going to college. Wow. So, yeah, it kind of, yeah, that really bothered me. Did you feel like pushed and into it at all? Or was it, is it more like you wish someone had dissuaded you or? I, I don't really feel like I was pushed into it, I think. In the back of my head, I thought, well, this is a good situation. Like, I like him. And I can also be able to move out of my parents' house. Mm -hmm. So, which was a really chaotic home for a long time. But, um, it still is, but it's just not, you don't have the crazy screaming, I guess. And how, how long into the marriage was it before you were like, uh-oh, this is fucked up? When I was 18, I was literally still trying to collect all the Transformers episodes on VHS. I, I got to ask her, when, when you were 18, when did you know your marriage was going wrong? Intense question. Can't wait for the answer. Before we get to it, a lot of sponsors help make this show happen. Let's hear about the products and services that they have to offer. 
Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. I want to tell you about an app that, crazily enough, is designed to get you to stop looking at your phone and go out into the real world. It's called Detour. Imagine listening to one of your favorite podcast hosts take you on a walk through their favorite neighborhood in the world and telling you all of its secrets. That's what a detour is, an immersive audio story that knows where you are. They have 150 different audio walks from Radiolab to Ken Burns, from a leader of San Francisco's gay rights movement to a Broadway star in New York, and they weave through some of the most fascinating neighborhoods around the world. Plus, when you walk with friends, you can sync your audio so you all hear the same thing at the same time. This is a very cool thing. I got. I, I want to get in touch with I want to do a Jersey one. Everybody wants to see Jersey. I'll show you around Jersey. Maybe someday. Detour is a magical way to explore places with the people that know them best. Go to detour.com slash beautiful to get your first audio walk free. That's detour.com slash beautiful. I think at this point, everybody knows I am a real advocate for mental health. A lot of my work has come to involve it. And... Uh, Anything that makes it easier for people to take care of their mental health, to break that barrier, break those stigmas, I'm all for it. That's why I'm happy to tell you right now about Talkspace. We need to take a little care of ourselves, take better care of ourselves. Everybody agree with that? Taking care of mental health, that is not an exception. Today's sponsor, Talkspace, the online therapy company, makes it easy to connect with an experienced licensed therapist, handpicked just for you, for as little as 32 bucks a week. You can send your therapist texts, audio and video messages anytime you want. You can even do live video chats you want to vent about your work, your family, talk through something that's on your mind. No problem. That's what a therapist is for. Therapist is there, ready to help you. I resisted therapy for many years, got into it, saved my life, changed my life. Maybe Talkspace is the thing that breaks that barrier for you. Who knows? You want to sign up, learn more, go to Talkspace.com slash beautiful. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use the coupon code beautiful. You get $30 off your first month. Show your support for this podcast. That is code beautiful at talkspace.com slash beautiful. Talkspace is therapy for how we live today. A useful marriage on the rocks. I want to hear how everything unraveled here on Beautiful Anonymous. And how how long into the marriage was it before you were like, "Uh uh-oh, this is fucked up? I think it was about six months into it. He, yeah, he started going out, you know, I wasn't old enough to go to the bars. So he started going out with his friends and, um, and then there was kind of issues and arguing about that. And then he left me one day for, left me and moved in with his friend. Shit. I keep saying it. He moved in with his, (laughs) okay. So he moved in with his friend, which he still lived with his parents at the time and they were the assistant pa- pastors at the church. So, okay. So then he leaves me for a whole month and is living with them. And I, you know, I didn't know where he was at first. And then I found out later, but didn't talk to me, didn't text me, didn't call me, didn't let me know anything. Um, neither did they, I would think as the assistant pastors or even people that care about you that would maybe say, Hey, you know, if y'all are having a hard time, your husband's here, just letting you know, like something, you know, but it was nothing. And yeah. And then it was a month went by and didn't talk to him. And then he just came back home and wanted to act like everything was fine. And yeah, that was halfway through it. And then kind of from there, it was like, we, we kind of argued a little bit after that. And, and then, yeah, his parents, we got into an argument and his parents came um, and helped him move his shit out. And were really ugly to me. And I just, you know, as not even as people, like just people in general, like they were just ugly. But whenever you put yourself on a pedestal of being like a pastor and somebody that's supposed to, you know, lead people and, and be the person that makes, you know, the right decisions and, and all that, it was just like, totally not that at all. It was wow. just come over, help your son move his stuff out and leave his wife. And that's cool. All right. So then that was kind of, that was kind of my last straw. Cause I told him, I was like, well, if you move your stuff out, like I'm done. 
and he did it. And then for a couple, probably four months after that, he tried to apologize and tried to get me to come back and was like, I don't want a divorce. And I just couldn't. I was like done at that point emotionally. And, you know, thankful I didn't have a kid. We didn't have a kid or anything yet. And I was just like, my life is going in a different direction. Like I'm done with this. So then he suckers my parents into making them, you know, feel bad for him. And so my parents kind of took his side for a while and, and I didn't talk to them for a while because of it. And yeah, it's just all been a mess and nobody at that church. There's been several people break up, divorce, and then date each other within the church. So it's like, it's messed up. But the fact that like, no, everybody, these people I was so close with are all just okay with knowing that she was my like good friend and that who she was to me. And that now they're married. Like they're married. So you said they were dating. Oh yeah. Sorry. Skip that one. Yeah. They got married a couple of years ago now. Wait, so your old, <laughs> your old best friend divorced her husband and married your ex-husband and none of you guys talk anymore. Yep. It's a big. Yeah, she divorced her. It's a pretty big piece of the puzzle to leave out there, my friend. Pretty <laughs> big piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And are they still living yeah. back in that yeah. old hometown? Yep. They yeah. still live there. Go to the same church and everything. And you, you're gone. You're so, in. Where, where did you? Um, did you go to a city or just a, a, a similar size place uh, but yeah, far I'm away? Moved, oh fuck no! I had to get out of there and away from. Yeah, anything like that. I moved to California for a couple years and lived in Southern California, um, Marietta. I don't know if you know where that is, but I don't. And are you, I'm assuming based on your accent that you're originally from the South. Yeah. So yeah. You, you pieced out and went all the way across the country. Yeah. Can got I got out of there. I'm going to say something. You got a pretty laid back attitude for somebody with such an intense story. You know that? <laughs> Everything's been like, yeah. Maybe and then, it's cause... Here's my impression of you. Everything's like, yeah. And then, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then my parents betrayed me, and then my best friend married this guy, and then I moved 3,000 miles away to get away from all of it. Yeah, whatever. That's you. <laughs> That's you. Yeah. Yeah, what's, I guess, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't really talk about this whole situation with many people. I don't try to bring it up to my mom too much because she's upset about it, but when did you know, were you, don't, were you like, cause you've mentioned your parents a couple of times, not in the most favorable way. Was that always a thing? Or do you feel like this situation with you getting married, did, is that what brought that to the surface or was that relationship already troubled? Uh, I think there's a lot that's just kind of built on over the years that I'm, I have noticed lately, I kind of get negative whenever it's about my parents, but whenever I was probably 13 or 14, 13, yeah, my parents, they should have just got a divorce. Like, it was miserable in the house for for a long time. And I had a younger brother that was nine years younger than me. And so I tried to shelter him from the arguing because my dad cheated on my mom. And then it was just been too constantly. It was really abusive. Like, um, my dad went to jail for six months for for hitting my mom and stuff. And just he would, you know, bash. They would get into arguments and he would fuck everything up in the house like go outside and hit the windshield with the bat like it was just it was really intense like that like bad arguing for probably five years I want to say and I had my younger brother that they would throw him in the middle of all of it and I'm just you know you don't need to tell your uh five-year-old son that your husband cheated on you with strippers like he doesn't need to know that (laughs) you know I just I think there's some things you just shouldn't say to help people like that, especially young kids. But, um, I don't know. I kind of, yeah, for, for a while, like I just avoided being home and tried to avoid it as much as possible. And I don't know, I was really kind of more mad at my mom for a lot of it because she just, I don't know. I don't know. She just, I don't know. Wow. I think, I think it's just that now I'm older and I'm like, those decisions as adults, like you should have made better decisions. And there's things that just kind of, that frustrates me and, you know, dealing with depression, I've seen how easy, like once you fall into that routine of like feeling somewhat like a certain way, how hard it really is to get out of that. And I think my dad is good. Like my dad, my dad looks fine. Like he just has to deal with the fact that my mom is constantly stressed out with work 
and it affects everybody. But ultimately, like I look at it like, well, you could change your work schedule and you could do, you know, put more time into spending time with your family instead of like your free time is spent going to fucking pointless stores and buying more shit that you don't need in your house. Like, so yeah, it's just, I mean, I love my parents. I don't want to, you know, so. No, wait, hold on. Are you still have a relationship? Do you still live in California? Oh no. I moved back, um, to the Southern States, but I don't live, um, I don't live back home. I I live probably, I live in a bigger city. Yeah. Um, a couple hours away from that place. Yeah. So this means like you're 18, you get married, you've lived, grown up with this tumultuous lifestyle. Your dad's cheating on your mom. Your mom's not handling it well. Your brother's getting dragged into it. You get married off to the pastor's son. Pastor's son starts going around town, getting drunk, sleeping around. You're divorced, 19. You go out to California. It's like you lived like a whole. Do you ever, like, at the age of 26, do you ever look back and feel like, man, that whole, that was like a whole separate life? Like, does it feel like, what does it feel like now? Like, does it, do you look back on that and does it feel separate from where you're at now or is it still just dragging you down a bit? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, I definitely feel like it was a totally different, uh, time in my life I know that I'm not that same person at all like even just traveling as much as I have I get to travel quite a bit and going to other countries and like just all of that I think has really changed me as a person in the way I think and being able to question certain things and just seeing the different mindset that people that just stay in one place and stay around the same thing all the time like how much how different I am from that, I guess, even with my parents, like I deal with things that I I can't really ever bring up to them because it'll be an argument and they're very much, I don't know, I guess their way is the right way. Kind of, yeah. Kind of people. They're not very open-minded, but you you travel now a lot for work or just because you choose to travel. Yeah. Um, partially for work. Um, and then also, um, the guy I'm with now, his his work um, consists of traveling. So you're with. So the, I get to travel with him. What's the date? What's the dating life like now? Like when when you've been married and divorced by 19, and it was bad, and also your the the example your parents set for you bad. What's dating like at 26 after all that? <laughs> well, that was a knowing chuckle. Uh, it's a real, <laughs> yeah. It's a real. It's a uh, real telling. You know, you don't you don't wear them large, but you wear your emotions right on your sleeve, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely me. I think it's it's been hard. I think, but I don't know. I think um, it it was definitely hard for a little while, and you know, I'm just realizing too that my mom, whenever she was dealing with all of her things, kind of put a little bit of insecurity in me. So that doesn't help, especially nowadays where you have, you know, profanity everywhere, just naked women on commercials. Like, so when you're like a really sensitive person about that kind of stuff, it could just fuck you up. Wait, like constantly you, you're... <laughs> you just started a sentence by saying how you don't like profanity and ended it with the F word. Well, or not provocative thing. Sorry. Not, not so much profanity. I like don't really promis- care about promiscuity. Yeah, You're exactly. Not, okay, okay. Yeah. So you got no problem dropping but, an F-bomb here or there as long as no skin involved. No. <laughs> but that's my thing, too, though. I mean, I, now, I, I used to be, like, super insecure about that stuff. But now it's, like, not so much anymore. I mean, I'm not now. It's totally different yeah. now. But How was um, California? Did you like California? Yeah, I loved it. I'm like a total beach bum, so we're actually talking about moving back to California now. So, because yep. his work, all of his work is based in California, pretty much. So, um, yeah, yeah. Because what brought you back? Because it sounds like sounds like when you first went to California, it was like a real escape. Like you got away from a lot of bad stuff. I'm a little. I was surprised to hear that you came back to like even close to the same area. Well, let's see. Whenever I moved back. It was a couple of years ago, so three years. 
the guy I'm with now, he um, he actually broke his face. Um, and no, wait, what's that mean? It was. What do you mean he broke his face? <laughs> you can't just say he broke his face and then move on. What? How did he break his face? What are you talking about? Okay, well. I mean, I don't know how anonymous I need to stay, but he races motocross, so he was practicing one day and broke his face. Oh, motocross and, accident. Uh, yeah, that'll break your face. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. crashed and, and uh, broke, like, the eye socket, the upper jaw, his nose. Oh, God. It was a lot. So, oh, God. Yeah, and then his family, uh, we didn't really talk to them too much at that time, and my family was back in Texas. Um, so we decided that it was just going to be easier to move back and be near my family and, you know, have people that could help him get through the healing process. So he was um, in California. And then also. So you leave, you leave small town, Texas. You wind up in California dating a motocross dude, hanging out on the beach every day. Yeah. That's rad. Which I did not even want to get into another relationship, but it happened. Hey, who can so. when you meet when a guy on a dirt bike cruises up to you and blows you out of the water? You can't apologize for that. <laughs> the guy comes off a couple bunny hops, lands on you right in front of his dirt bike, dirt bike skids out, <laughs> revs that. Yeah. When you hear that, that'll get anybody going. <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. Yeah. It's funny because it's so, true. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty much why we moved back. And then uh, we lived in Austin for a couple years, which I love Austin. It's, probably, it's definitely my favorite place in Texas. Yeah, Austin's great. Um, Austin's great. Been through Austin yeah. a number of times now, probably a solid dozen times I've been through Austin, Texas. It's a pretty special place. Well, I hear that it's just uh, turning into more condos, as is the way of the world now. Oh, it is. It's so sad when you go over on, on like the east side and all these buildings are just thrown up. It's just, it's gross. It's sad. But yeah, I'm, I miss Austin. I could totally see myself living there. Because um, it is nice. I have a younger sister that's, you know, not even in her preteens yet. So it's, I've always kind of dealt with being so far away and feeling bad because I always have guilt for everything. Like, I don't understand. It's annoying that I'm the one that has to feel like bad about everything. I don't, at least that's how I feel in my family. Like I'm the only one that feels bad about anything, but yeah, being far away from them, it's like, I feel bad. So your, parent, like, your parents really spaced them out. Your parents really spaced them out, huh? With these kids. Yeah. Yeah. They're crazy. I mean, it makes it harder for you to just bust out, get out of there, leave it all behind. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, so that's uh that's a little bit of my story and then I guess, you know, another thing that kinda is always I don't know if it really affected me afterwards dating wise or I don't know, but when I was fifteen I was dating um this guy and I was like totally like when you think of like your first love, like that was totally him. And uh, we dated for a while, and then I actually lost my virginity to him, and he lost his to me. And two weeks later, um, I'll never forget it. It was probably 8 in the morning, and my friend calls um, my aunt, which was at the house with me and my mom. This was when my, my dad was in prison, I think, at that time, or jail. And... She called my aunt. My aunt comes in there in the room, and I'm sleeping still, and she's like, hey, wake up. Uh, your mom needs to talk to you. I was like, are you serious? It's early. And then she's like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's serious. You need to go in there and talk to her. And I, like, jokingly was like, oh, what? Does she need to know what color eyeshadow to wear or something? I said something kind of, like, jokingly, like, and then <laughs> – I walked into the room and she was sitting there just like crying. And she told me that my boyfriend at that time passed away. And I was just the guy, kind of like, what? Like the guy you had just lost your virginity to? Yeah. Two weeks before that. How did he pass away? He, 
apparently, um, him and his friends, he never told me he was doing it, but, um, they were going into, you know, parade homes, how they have the stuff in them. I'm not sure what that, I don't um, know if that's the thing we have in the Northeast. Okay. A parade well, home. Um, they have these houses that are already furnished pretty much. And you can just buy it like oh, it is. Okay. Well, they were, they were going into um, those houses and <laughs> stealing that stuff. So um, they didn't know that this guy was in one of the houses and he ended up shooting at them when they walked in the door um, with like a shotgun. So it hit him and some of it sprayed off and hit the other four guys that were good friends of mine. But everybody took off running, and he was the only one that actually passed away from it all. This was when so, you guys were 15? Yeah. He he was 14 at the time. He was just a little bit younger than me. But, 14 years old, he got killed. Oh, my God. Yeah, it sucked. And then a couple years it's later, like you're, so bad. you're married to this other guy who winds up being a real piece of shit. And then you flee for California. Yeah. Can I say, I, I'm going to say something. I don't mean this to be reductive at all. Texas, man. You guys don't <laughs> you guys don't fuck around out there, huh? Texas. Indeed. Indeed, this young lady. Has a lot of stories. Seems to really fit that old it's like a Johnny Cash song. That's her like so I broke up the momentum. Now's a, now's a great time to hear from our sponsors. They have products, they have services, they allow us to bring you this show for free. Check these things out, and I hope you use these promo codes, get some of this stuff in your life. Enjoy it. We'll be right back with more phone call. Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome to Codependence. What's up, guys? I'm Sierra Miller, and I want you to join me and my sister, Maya Allen, every week for the inside scoop into our sisterhood. You will be getting front row access to the good, the bad, the ugly, and the pretty. So come let your guard down with your fellow codependents as we laugh and, of course, cry our way through this crazy world. See you every Wednesday. Support for today's show comes from Squarespace. Whatever your next big idea might be, count on Squarespace to help you create an eye-catching online platform that brings it to life. You might need a portfolio to showcase your work or a store to sell your products and services or a blog to share your ideas. Squarespace got those all and more. Gives you everything you need to look like an expert right from the start. Can even get a unique domain, which strengthens your brand, makes it easier for visitors to find you. I enjoy Squarespace a lot. I, you, I go in there, I mess around. With my sites, you can change them. It's intuitive. Anything you mess up, so easy to change it back. Find what you like. Fix it yourself. It's a very cool laid-back thing, and I enjoy it greatly. They've got award-winning templates in there, too. You don't even have to do all that work. Add and arrange your own content. Change up the features with the click of a mouse. There's nothing to install or patch or upgrade. They make it super simple. You don't need to know how to code. Though if you do have any questions, they've got award-winning 24-7 customer support. Squarespace can help you with any problem. There's no such thing as a dumb question, all right? Nothing's too technical or trivial-seeming. Think of them, you got your own IT department right in there as a Squarespace customer. So make your next move. Start your free trial at squarespace.com today. Enter offer code CG to get 10% off your first purchase. That is CG, like my name, Chris Gethard, 10% off at squarespace.com. Thank you so much to all the sponsors who helped make this show happen. Now, let's get back to the phone call. I, I'm going to say something. I don't mean this to be reductive at all. Texas, man. You guys don't, <laughs> you guys don't fuck around out there, huh? No. Texas, you guys are really... Uh -uh. Texas is doing its own thing, man. That's, that's this... I, I don't... That's a story you could only have growing up in small town Texas, right? Yeah, it was. Wow, it was crazy. You got a lot. Was, you got um, a lot of things to unwrap. It was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty hard. Like you know, looking back now, I was dealing with, 
you know, my, my dad was in jail at that time for beating my mom. Like my mom is 90 pounds. She's like skinny and just totally unhealthy. And, and then my boyfriend dies. Like the one person that I, besides my best friend that I kind of talked about all of it. Yeah. You have not had it easy. And the, yeah, the, I guess it could be worse. And how does it, <laughs> how does it, yeah, I mean, it, it could be, but for most people, oh my God. So how's it work too? The, the, the guy who, who shot your, your boyfriend is, did he, did he get in trouble for that? Or was it like, because they were breaking in, the guy felt threatened. He, he gets away with it. How does that go? Yeah. Uh, I had a hard time with that for like the longest time because the whole story just was crazy. The man, I think he, he just knew that they'd been doing it and decided to stay at the house with his young daughter that night. And he came prepared. Like he was ready for that. Like, cause they weren't even in the door. They had just like busted the glass and went to go into the um, house. And the man was, this is what my friend told me that was there, the other kid that was there, that the man was standing down like at the end of the hallway and saw them breaking into it. And when they saw him, they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you know, they didn't have any weapons. They, they were just teenage boys. And as soon as they saw him, they were like, well, and put their hands up and like started to kind of like run off. And that's whenever he just shot. Like, and then he, he got, he got away with it. It was fine. He didn't go to, you know, gel or anything for it because he was protecting his property. But wow, it, yeah, it again, was you have a real ability to just drop a bomb casually, way late in the game on this one, huh? <laughs> wow, yeah. So your dad yeah, was so a- that's that's a lot of why I was really surprised whenever um, the girls started dating my ex husband too. Like, and they got like just because they were there through all of kind of the bad things that happened in life. And then to do that on top of it all. There's gotta be a part of you that wants to walk away from that town and never talk to anyone who ever set foot there ever again. Right. Oh yeah. I can't even, and what sucks is that my parents, you know, have a business in that town that they are not able to just up and move it. So it's been, I think really hard on them too. And more my mom, the fact that having to go back to that town, you know, I don't do it. I, I try to avoid it as much as possible. I, I don't even, if I go back to that town, I'm constantly like thinking, oh my God, if, if I go in here, I could run into them. And trust me, I've thought of several, how it would turn out if I did. And none of them are good. Like I'm going to be in Walmart and chunk a gallon of milk at this bitch. Like it's not going to end well. So <laughs> I just That's try your to preferred, stay away from there. Your preferred weapon in your fantasies, gallon of milk. Just bounce a gallon of milk off a dome <laughs> when you sit and daydream about it. Yeah. You just think that full gallon, the big plastic bottle, the big plastic gallon bottle with the red cap, whole milk. Or are we talking skim? Whole milk. 2%? What kind of milk do you see it being? Purple cap, 2%? Well, it's going to be it's probably whole milk. Whole yeah. milk, yeah. Get it as fatty as it's you can. Everyone's heaviest. Yeah, just a little bit of extra <laughs> fat, maybe a couple of ounces. Just bounce it right up. Wow. And your parent, your parents yeah. are still together, even though your dad went to jail for beating up your mom. Yeah, they stayed together. So many times I wish they would have just gotten the divorce. But Can I say, I'm going to say something, <laughs> and it might sound rude, and I don't want it to come off as mean, but I mean it genuinely from a real place of, of my heart going out to you. It's really hard to decide what is the worst story you've told me. It's hard to even choose which one is the worst. Yeah. Is it the parents? Is it your boyfriend who got killed? Is it this pastor's son who, who betrayed you and your friend who betrayed you with him? It's like, well, I don't even know which. Most people, any of those would mess your head up. And then you're, you're sitting there, you got all those, and you sound like a pretty relatively calm human being in the face of all that. How do you do that? I don't know. I don't think, I don't know if it's done me too well because lately, I mean, past year or two years, I've been pretty depressed. Yeah, I would imagine so. I think it's more so, I'm more so depressed. I don't know if it's subconsciously all of that is built up, you know, and there's 
so many things that like I don't really express my feelings when I should, but I don't know if it's that or so much more. Just I'm pissed off at myself because I haven't had a set career going for myself yet. That's kind of what bothers me most. So wait, hold on. You're telling me that after all the things you've told me in the past 48 minutes, that the thing that's stressing you out most is career decisions. That's the thing messing with you most. Not the motocross guy with the smashed apart face or people getting shot, people going to jail, people stealing your your exes. Career career anxiety. (laughs) Career anxiety is what's really messing with you. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Totally fair. What is it about the career that's weighing you down so much? I think it's my mom and dad. They have a business, but their lives are so stressful. And I see my mom with her work and how miserable she gets. And it's like, I think that's maybe why I stress so bad. I'm like, I need a career that's not going to make me go fucking crazy or be able to express myself. I don't want to be in an office job. That's not for me. I don't want to sit at a desk. I need to do something creative, like hands-on, like something to like release anything that's inspiring or creative inside of me. What do you do, Whether, a, what you know, do, you do now to, to pay do. the bills? Right now, um, well, I'm in cosmetology school. So, I mean, I'm focused on that, but, you know, now I'm in it and I'm, I don't even know if it's necessarily what I want to do, but, um, I do a lot of promotional work right now, just stuff to make money, I guess. Promotion, like brand ambassador. Yeah. Brand, wait, what's a brand ambassador? Um, it's basically where any brand, like, um, let's say for instance, I worked E3 and in uh, LA one year and I worked for Nintendo. So I just, um, that was a really fun event. I did work actually, you got to sit around and you just show their product or, you know, demo it. So for any brand, any brand that, you know, needs a model or somebody to, you know, work their counter and, yeah. And, um, promote their business. That's basically it. So like, modeling in a presentational form to help show off products. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yes. And what do, you, what do you it's want to not... be, what do you want to be doing moving forward? Uh, lately I've really been, I've always done, I've always liked photography and I've always kind of done it, but even more so like, and the, like, I think it's a, the art director, but the person that kind of, creates the image for a film or a photo shoot. I kind of like that thought of being able to choose, you know, like a stylist, be able to choose the style or working with, you know, a magazine to create the look. I don't, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've really been looking into that kind of thing lately. I don't know too much about it. I've been doing a little bit of research, but yeah, like the fashion industry is, it's interesting to me, but at the same time, I'm not a very materialistic kind of person. What if your What if your yeah, pa- What if your like, parents said, "Hey, we want you to take over our our business"? How would you react? I don't. I mean, my dad's definitely mentioned that to me before several times. Like, I don't. I don't know. I just you know, part of me like wants to keep it going because it's my dad built this business like on his own, like. Coming from, I mean, we were poor, like whenever I was growing up, like we were poor. And then, um, and my dad did work really hard for a lot of years. I remember him being out of town a lot and working long hours. And and then he, you know, worked in that industry for so long. And then he decided to start his own business and how he did it. It really, it, it is inspiring. It is amazing to see somebody be able to to do what he's done and I want to keep it going. It kind of makes me sad to be like, I can't do it. Like, or I don't want to do it. But I mean, my, my younger brother, maybe he'll be interested in doing it, you know, hopefully. Cause I mean, I don't really know at this point if they want to retire and, and I could maybe attempt doing it, but I would want to hire, you know, another secretary, some more people to make it not so hard on myself, I guess. Cause yeah. that's what my mom does is she, she doesn't want to hire those people because 
she's had several people work for him that, you know, were using the card for personal use or, you know, just kind of fucking them over. And so she doesn't trust anybody now with all of that. So she just controls it all and it's too much, but she won't yeah. let it go. You think you're going to get married? She won't somebody? try to trust. Probably. You think this motocross guy, you think you're going to marry this guy? Probably. <laughs> Is he still motocrossing? I definitely, yeah. Yeah, he does. So it's fun. That's We've cool. been together for a while now, so. Yeah, a couple of years, it sounds like, right? Yeah. That's nice. This guy, yeah, so. this guy treats you good? Yeah, he does. That's good. He's not running. Well, I mean, we've had our moments, but yeah, he definitely. But he's no, he's not. Most men he's, out there. This, yeah, you got this pastor's son who everybody's saying this guy, oh, he's the pastor's son. He chucks his shirt in. He's, 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 uh, <laughs> he's God's gift to this small town. And then what's he doing? He's running around doing jello shots. With any floozy little look halfway in his direction. Then I bet you go out to California, you're off the grid. This motocross guy, you got this guy, he's got his, uh, his leathery tan skin from his days uh, riding his dirt bike out there, out in the fields. And he's, uh, he's, a, he's a rebel. He's an outlaw. He, he's, uh, he doesn't deal with cars, two wheels only for him. And people probably don't trust him. They throw him aside. And I bet he's got a real big heart underneath it all. Yeah. Pastor's yep. son. The pastor's son is my least favorite person in this whole call. They're the worst. They're the worst. It's so true. That's so true when you hear that. And that little friend <laughs> of yours, that little friend of yours who was your sister growing up, hope she hears this too. You did your friend dirty. Yeah. You did your friend dirty. It's not cool. They deserve each other. Thank those, you. You know what? Those two deserve each other. You shouldn't even think about it. You're better off without that guy. Uh, oh, that's exactly. Yeah. Oh, I've, yeah. They deserve each other. Yeah, what's this but, guy? He's gonna become a pastor too. She's gonna be the pastor's wife. She's got your probably. She's picking up your sloppy seconds. How's that sound? Picking up your sloppy seconds. <laughs> so, you know, oh, that's exactly what I told her too. You did. You used that phrase. <laughs> you used the phrase "sloppy seconds." Yeah. Nice. Yeah. How'd she like that one? She didn't yeah. like that. When did you? I, when I did you little, find out they were dating? It was probably maybe two thousand twelve. Yeah. So they just got married like this this last year, I think. Do you know anyone who was like, at the wedding? Some, I don't know. It was recently. Um, no, not besides her family and his. Yeah. But <laughs> from pictures that I saw, which I ugh, more whatever. power to but, him. He's being yeah. his pastor's son. Have fun. Yeah. And then they they even started going to the same place. Like there's this place that we, me and my family would go for Christmas and we would take her and her family. We'd all go together. They, they kept going there. Like they kept going there after we stopped being friends. And it's the weirdest thing because it's like we go there and they, oh, I don't know. There's just so many. I like Annoying that you started to actually. Just, I, I like that you started to actually show emotions and vent, and then immediately caught yourself. Stop that right in its tracks, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's just not even worth going into. You have the most laid I back. Tell you. Every you've told me so much like intense, grim stuff today, and all of it with the tone of like, of like a, um, like a intro to algebra teacher. All of it just like here's how it is. Here's how this all went down. People getting shot. People getting their faces smashed apart. Love triangles. That's how it is. And then right there, you have this little moment. Where you're like, and then she's doing this. And then you're like, nope, nope, nope. Let's get back into it. Calm. Stay. You're one of those people who you can't let your emotions take over. Because if you do, then you're like the Incredible Hulk, huh? If it all comes out, if all this stuff That's comes exactly. out. exactly. If all this stuff comes out, no man can hope to control this. No lady can hope to control this. That's exactly why I need a therapist right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah, there's no there's no real like once yeah, once my I used to have anger problems, but it was only ever I feel like justified like if it ever got to a point where I put my hands on somebody, it was because well, for instance, the girl that I got into a fight with when I was 16 was talking about my boyfriend that passed away. And I was done with that. Like I told her, "Meet me here, me and my best friend." And two of our friends roll up in my Tahoe at the time to this park in the parking lot where there's like 20 people there that she had her friends show up. We didn't even know who they like, who's out here. Like, 
it was sketchy. It was dark. There was no light. So I like pull in, back my car up to where the lights are shining, like at her and her friends. And I got out and just walked straight up to her and started swinging. Like we fought for a good, a good while. You did. You knuckled. You, yeah, knuck, you knuckled was, up. You knuckled up with her. Yeah. And then I mean, any other? There's. Yeah, I try to keep the feelings depressed. You're doing a great job of it. We got about thirty seconds left. What What do you want your uh, your closing message to this this world out there to be? Oh boy. Well, I guess that I would want it to be to not let shitty people get you down and and hold you back. I think that's a pretty good message. Yeah, people are crazy and you just have to have to let it go. Caller, thank you for that wonderful closing message. And thanks for opening up about all that stuff that really unfolded in a way none of us saw coming. And it's it's uh it's cool that you went there. And it's cool that everybody listens to the show. I want to thank you guys for that. And thank you to the people who helped make this show happen. Jared O'Connell, Reverend John DeLore, Greta Call, and Shell Shag with the intro music. Want to know more about me? Go to chrisgeth.com. If you like Beautiful Anonymous, join our Facebook group. Also, go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. Thanks so much for all your support. We'll be back next time with more Beautiful Anonymous. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that believes that therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. A Talkspace therapist can help put you on the path to a happier life. For a special offer for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com beautiful. Again, that is Talkspace.com beautiful. Next time on Beautiful Anonymous, I yell at a young person for an hour. Well done, Anna. I I think you did a really good job that as I started to put the screws to you in a way that put some pressure on you, you immediately brought up an artist that you knew would distract me. Good job. (laughs) You think I don't have this game all figured out? Why are you so scared to face... Why are you so scared to face your own dreams? Why are you so scared? You're scared. I don't know. You went to New York. I respect it. You went to Nashville. I respect it. But you're standing in front of the finish line. You won't step over the line. How come? I don't know. I can't respect that. That's next time on Beautiful Anonymous. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you've ever wanted to see a live show from your favorite podcasts, I have great news for you. The three-day podcast festival Now Hear This is happening in New York City this September, and early bird tickets are on sale now. This year's lineup includes great earwolf shows like How Did This Get Made, Comedy Bang Bang, Politically Reactive, and Who Charted, plus more of your favorites from Gimlet, Crooked Media, Public Radio, and Radiotopia. This is a great value. One ticket gets you access to all 25 live shows throughout the weekend and buy now to save up to 35% on your ticket. That's 60 bucks. Now Hear This is September 8th through 10th in New York City. Come see great podcasts, meet the hosts, and make some new friends. Go to nowhearthisfest.com to get your tickets. That's nowhearthisfest.com. Act fast to save 35%. Early bird pricing ends May 29th. This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf.